Hi there. Welcome to Lake Ridge Community Church Podcast. And this is a place where we get to share uh, some of our messages from Sunday mornings. Um, we're glad that you're here to listen. But we'd also love to have you in person. So if you'd like to pop in some Sunday, we meet at 1030 at Our Lady of Wisdom School here in Chestermere. And uh, you can obviously check us out as well at uh, www.lakeridgecommunity.com. Thanks for listening. Morning, Lake Ridge. It's Pastor Evan here over at Camp Chestamere, and I thought I would preach my sermon from here, and uh, both to uh, change the scenery a little bit, uh, but also just to remind you that we just got this great place over here. Awesome people working to love love God, love our community, love the kids here, and love adults as well, and uh, just to keep them in your prayers uh, over this coming, coming months and as they lead into their ministry uh, this summer and whatever that might bring. Uh, for them. I'm excited uh, to continue on our journey, our Lenten journey this year. Um, this year we've we've chosen the theme of again and again and essentially just trying to drive home this point that again and again God pursues us and, and Jesus comes and, and through the story and life of Jesus we, we see these interactions of the ways in which he wants to uh, show us his love. And, uh, and so as I kind of dig into this morning's topic, I, I want to just talk real briefly about how many different ways love is expressed, not, not just by God, but even for us, you know, for me as a dad, how do I express my love towards my kids? You know, it's in so many different ways from some practical ways, putting food on the table, making sure they have clothes to wear and, and, and that the furnace keeps running and there's warmth in my home. But, but also in, in listening to their stories and, and asking how their day went and giving them hugs and all of those things. And included with that, a way of, of demonstrating my love for them is actually through disciplining them as well and, and, and showing them and reminding them of who they are and, and what they were made for. And so as we make our way into the story for today, in a sense, that's a little bit of what we're talking about. is kind of a different way that we see Jesus demonstrate his love towards people. And, uh, and, and it's an unusual story. It's, it's kind of a challenging story. It, the story is found in, in John chapter 2. And, and, um, and it's the story of Jesus entering the temple during the Passover feast. And, it's the first time he's been in Jerusalem that we know of or that, that is recorded other than when he was a boy. And uh, he sees what's happening in the temple and he doesn't like it. And the scriptures actually say that, that he, he fashioned a whip out of, out of some cords and he goes into the temple and he, he starts flipping over the tables of the, of the money changer and ch- chasing away the, the animals that were in the temple that were, that were being sold there. And, and essentially, in my own words, he, he, was, he was upset. He was angry, actually, at the way that they were using the temple, that, that, um, that they were using it for profit, that they were using it, actually, and taking advantage of people who had traveled a long ways to come and worship and, and then were either not being allowed in or, or were, were being forced to pay these overinflated prices for, for animals that they might need to... to bring their sacrifices to God and 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 it was ugly it was really gross and so he does this and there's this 
big question afterwards, you know, like, who's this guy who comes into the temple and tears the place up? What gives him the right to do this? What gives him the authority to do this? And, and, and we see this real life story of Jesus demonstrating his capacity to get angry, honestly. And, um, and that's a little bit of, of what I, I want to talk about um, this, this morning. My hope is that, that this morning will, will be both something where we can look at the scriptures, but also where we can be very practical about, about our own anger and our own emotions. Uh, if you've been in my small group or, or you've been around me recently, you know that I've been on a real journey to, uh, to really kind of look into my, my emotional life. You know, what does that mean? What does it look like? And one of the things that I've been reading and studying and learning is, is that our emotions are essentially information that, that each of the emotions we have are, are ways that we can gather information about things that, that matter. For example, when I, when I feel shame, I feel that shame because in a sense, I feel like my identity is being threatened. If I, if I feel fear, it's because I, I've perceived that there's something dangerous that I need to, to protect myself from. Right? If, I'm, if, I, if I feel sad or we feel sad, it's probably because our emotions are telling us that something needs to be healed. And in the same way, we feel anger. We, we get angry. Anger is actually uh, something God gave us, an emotion God gave us. And, and, and what is our body telling us when we get angry? Well, essentially our body is telling us that our expectations aren't, aren't being met in some way, shape, or form. And so I, I want to talk a little bit about what does that look like. My, my favorite psychologist, Maureen, who I've been talking to uh, pretty regularly and we've been doing some recorded conversations with uh, for the podcast and, and also for my sermon a few weeks ago, she says that anger is a secondary emotion. In other words, anger is always accompanied with another emotion. We have an emotion and that emotion provokes anger in us. It provokes anger in us and so so i want to think about that you know if i if we keep that in mind right it's like so if i feel sad you know sometimes i my sadness provokes anger in me right if i if i feel afraid and sometimes my fear provokes an angry response from me so we keep that in mind and we look at the scriptural story right just think about this what emotions do you think are driving Jesus towards this anger response right what is it in him that that is damaged hurt threatened right that causes him to fashion a whip so that he can chase the animals away and to flip over the money changers tables in the temple was it sadness that that, that his, his father's house was being used inappropriately? Was it, was it a, a sense of justice that, that people, especially strangers and foreigners who had traveled all this way to worship, were being taken advantage of, right? Or even being kept, kept out of the temple? Well, there's a chance that it was probably all of the above. It was all of those things, right? Ultimately, 
he was agitated be, because the behavior of, of these people was damaging the world's idea of, of what, what his father was like, what his father's heart beat for. It, this story actually probably should be a caution to some of us today. We, we should probably ask, you know, as followers of Jesus, are we, are we demonstrating the heart of God well? Right? Are we demonstrating that in the ways that we treat the strangers in our midst? Are we demonstrating that to the way we treat others in our midst? In our midst? What message does our action send to the world about this God that we, we love? Right. So, with all of that said, anger. The anger that Christ experienced, but also the anger that's sometimes that we experience should be a signal too that that something that we love something that matters is in jeopardy right our anger actually can show us about the things that we love that we care about right our, our anger our emotions aren't necessarily something that we always need to keep in control now don't hear what I'm not saying here. What I'm not saying is that that we should just turn our anger loose whenever we feel it. And that we should turn it loose in whatever fashion we would like. But, but that our anger, this emotion of anger, can be purposeful. It can produce good things. Right? Paul actually says in, in Ephesians, he says, In your anger do not sin. You hear that? In your anger, do not sin. Meaning anger in itself is not a sin. Now, unaddressed anger over a long period of time definitely has the capacity for us to turn it into something wrong, something harmful, something actually sinful. But but the positive side of anger is that it actually gives us fuel. It gives us energy to address a problem, right? In many ways, right, our, our anger, the energy that our anger produces can, can help us to address injustices in, injustice in the world. Right? It can give us the energy we need to address the difficult questions in our life. For example, our anger can give us the fuel we need to address world hunger or racial injustice. It can also give us the energy we need to ask ourselves some of the really, really hard questions. That, that can be so much work. Our anger can give us the fuel we need to even make the changes that, that God is asking us to make inside of our own lives, our own interior life. Right. Jesus' anger was, was, a, was a premeditated anger. It wasn't just impulsive violence. It was a purposeful anger. It was meant to communicate something about what his father would tolerate and wouldn't tolerate. It was ultimately an act of love to show these people that they were they had fallen away, that they had come up with the wrong thing. It's, it's interesting that the people that Jesus' anger is turned towards, they were the people who believed that, that God was who he said he was. 
they had, they had become confused and they began to use God's temple um, as, a, as a marketplace, as a place that wasn't healthy. And, and so Jesus wanted to correct them, right? They had, they had failed to live up to the vision of what God has made us for, which Jesus talks about in Matthew, uh, uh, that his vision for us is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and others as you do yourself, right? The vision of God for us, the vision of God for us. So I wanna be clear, the emotion of anger is not sinful. It can be a reflection of God's deep, deep love. Just like God's anger towards those who oppress vulnerable people in this case. It was an expression of how he loved the vulnerable. Now that doesn't mean that it is appropriate for us to just fly off the handle or you know come off the chain whenever we feel like we want to or whenever we feel like we get angry. James says actually in James 1.19, it says to take note of this, that, that everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I think the discipline and, and the practice that we all need to do and, and we all need to pay attention to is, is to ask ourselves, you know, what is it that provokes anger in me? What is it that provokes anger in you? In other words, we need to do the work, the practice of reflecting on it in a way that asks this question, you know, what is it that my anger, your anger, is trying to teach you? What is it that it's trying to show you? Remember, remember I said at the beginning, anger, just like every emotion, is information. So let's, let's work at seeing our anger as information that we need, right? So when we get angry at somebody or we get angry at another, an organization or, or others, it, it's appropriate for us to ask ourselves some, some big questions like, like what expectation is not being met here? Is that expectation that I have, is it, is it realistic? Is, is this really a, a them problem or is this a me problem? Am I the one? Who needs to adjust my expectations? I think I've, I've learned to ask some questions in these moments, like what might be going on in other people's lives that would cause them to say something like that or act in such a way or even post something like, like they did on, on social media right, or, or in other places. It's appropriate to ask myself, how, how have I come across? How, how am I being perceived? Maybe even the way that I'm responding is, is inappropriate, right? And the list could go on, and we could probably see why, you know, we would need the energy that anger provides to address some of these questions. These are big questions. They're hard questions. They're, they're questions that are going to require some energy, some work, right? But, but Jesus in this story and in other stories as well, his anger was meant to produce some positive outcome. It was meant to produce questions among the people, like, well, who is this guy? What gives them the right? These are, these are good questions for us even to ask ourselves, even for you and I to ask, you know, who is Jesus to me? 
Have I given Jesus the right to, to discipline me, to punish me? Do I, do I believe that even that discipline or that punishment or even his anger towards me at, at different times would be appropriate for me to learn something, to teach me something? I think in the bigger, broader spectrum, we should probably be asking in, in the church, you know, are, are we as a church creating a place of safety? Are we welcoming? Are we hospitable to the stranger who comes into our place? Do they get a sense that we're trying to take advantage of them? How are we demonstrating the heart of God to our community and to those around us? Will we be accepting of people who are different than us, who even come from different lifestyles, trying to, trying to seek Jesus out in their own life and their own story? And the list could go on and on and on. All right, so I want to end with this. And I know Pastor Preston's already talked with the kids a little bit about this. But this metaphor, this metaphor of a fire, I think is a good one. And, and maybe it's helpful for you to, to think about it, right? A fire is good. I could use a fire right now. I'm starting to get a bit on the chilly side, right? Fires produce heat. That's a good thing. I've developed a good deal of really great friendships sitting in a lawn chair around a fire, telling stories and just getting to know each other. Fire can produce some really, really good things, some good outcome. And fires also have the capacity to destroy. The energy that they produce, the heat that they produce can destroy. And, and it can destroy indiscriminately. It can destroy the ugly thing, but it can also destroy the beautiful things. And so we have to be careful with, with our anger, with, our, with, our, with fire. It would be inappropriate for us to go walking out into the forest and just, you know, lighting matches and throwing them all over and, and then leave the forest. That would be an inappropriate use of anger. In other words, I just don't think we should go out lighting fires that we're not willing to help put out. I think that bears some reflection. Let's be people who, who use the the energy that our anger, that the fire produces to, to heal, to repair, to, to reconcile. Let's, let's not just be firebugs. I think that um, right now in our world, there are so many things to be angry about. And I, I think some of it is even justified anger. But I think we really have to ask, are the, is the anger we experience and we feel, is it teaching us something? Is it showing us what we really love? Or is it just anger? Sometimes we can become addicted to anger. We can become addicted to the energy that it produces. And we need to bear reflection. I wrote a, a, a bit of a, of a prayer here to end, and, and I want to just read it for you. It goes like this. So now may God give you the wisdom to allow your anger to help you see. May, may you see first that which needs to change in you. May you see what he wants you to see in the world so that you can respond to it. May this anger fuel fires that heal, fires that warm, 
and fires that share the love of Christ with those around us. Amen. Before I give our, my final benediction, um, if your anger is out of control, then I really invite you to reach out. Reach out to a friend who you trust. Tell them about that. Find a counselor, a psychologist to help you walk through that. Maybe even call me and we can work together to figure out a plan for how you can work towards healing um, out of control anger. So now, now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you his peace, both today and this week, as you experience your emotions and all that God has gifted you with. Amen. Thanks for joining us and, and have a great week.